Another episode of Mentors Mentality with Sabelo Shongwane, otherwise known as Coach Sabza. All right, the topic for today is cultural differences. Okay, cultural differences, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because my, um, my outlook towards soccer is soccer is a cultural uh, it's a culture in itself, right? Some may even consider it a religion in some parts of the world or follow it, believe in it, love it religiously. Okay, so um, on that note, as always, I will use a soccer reference, right, to um, get my point across, but I would also use life experience examples to help people better relate and understand what I'm trying to get across. Um, cultural differences. The reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is mainly um, from my experience in dealing at the club level of soccer in America. So uh, considering I'm an international, um, I'm from South Africa, so I come with a different mindset, different experiences, different outlook, uh, just on that basis alone, right? And then there's the element of who I know myself to be and who I am and how people receive that. It's not to say people in South Africa or outside of America would receive me better, but they would receive me differently just because of their background, right? In the same way, Americans receive me differently because of my background here. So the cultural difference aspect, I'm going to talk about the impact it has on the player the impact it has on the parents, and the impact that it has on the coaches, and then the impact that it has on me as an individual. Right? Um, personally, I would say as, as the years have progressed, I've been coaching uh, club-level soccer for over 10 years now in America, and what I've noticed to be consistent is how um, all other industries in this country are uh, what is it pay to play and so parents are in control um, in a sense that they are the customer and the customer is always right and needs to be satisfied right so that statement there that whole customer is always right thing it it is essential to business practices but so is a culture within a business or a person or an industry organization or anything. I believe that when it comes to cultures or businesses um, in reference to cultures, having a set culture also allows for the customer, at the, with this example, the customer to better understand what they're getting themselves into from the beginning. So nothing comes as a surprise later on because they made their commitment, they signed contracts, they everything before the payment is even done. So you don't have to deal with uh, the issues of, well, I paid for this and therefore it should be this way, right? Um, so this is my opinion when it comes to that in relation to soccer and how that could be detrimental to development altogether. 
So in soccer, at, at the club level at least, I've noticed that a lot of parents um, sign their kids up and then have to deal with the coach. Sometimes they try to, you know, have an influence on who the coach is or anything like that, right? And then over time, there's always going to be stresses, right? Issues that come up that need to be um, addressed. And this is only normal in, in humans because we can't all be on the same page in agreement and groupthink or anything like that all the time, right? Or else we are not helping each other or ourselves. So um, I recently had an email, phone call um, that is aligning with this topic specifically. So the parents of one of my players felt that um, I hadn't rostered him um, with my own reasons. Uh, I could share, I can share uh, so many reasons why, but the gist of it all is development, right? For the betterment of the player. And with the cultural difference aspect, I made a couple of examples for them to um, reference or try to understand my perspective a little bit better. And one of them was that in other parts of the world, I know they say when in Rome, do as Romans do. I get it. But in other parts of the world, other than America, right? If the coach makes a decision on the player, they don't have to even justify it. Parents and coaches don't interact. It's only the uh, parents and coaches, sorry, don't interact. It's only the player and the coach that interact. And so if the parents have any issues, they'll talk to the player. Um, as parents, right? But they won't talk to the coach with regards to those issues. They're welcome to talk to the coach just in general, you know, um, greeting, things like that, just surface stuff, but not necessarily the details of why he makes the decisions he makes when it comes to his players. Unless there's an issue that is behavioral and that needs to be addressed with the parents, then the coach will open that uh, platform up. Until then, the coach and player always interact, okay? And so I expressed that so that they can understand that, first of all, getting into this conversation alone is not something that I think is necessary. But then I make the point to also say, because I have to, I also need the parents to be in support of my decisions as a coach and trust that I know what I'm doing because I've been doing this for a very long time. But not only that, I have had very good results with the players that I've worked with in terms of on the field, off the field, behavior issues, uh, challenges, academic issues. So, and I'm a parent myself, so I, I, I understand, right? And my perspective comes from not one place, but two, because I'm an outsider coming in. And so I have more of a reference that can benefit with the way that I work and the things that I do within my work. So I express that and... Then I let them know that no matter how this conversation may go, my intention is pure. And my intention is to better develop your kid to be the best version of themselves as possible in life, off the field and on the field. And then I allow the parents to then express the issues that they have. And so they explain that, you know, um, they think that not rostering the player could be detrimental to their confidence. And I agree, right? 
And on that point, I agreed it could be. It's a possibility. And my, um, I guess you could say my counter to that was um, rostering the player with no intention to play them could be even worse because you have the player on the bench. So psychologically, there's an assumption there that says, I'm going to play, right? On a different note, as an outsider, you could be on the bench and not see the field as an international. Very normal. You deal with it. You live on. You survive. Trust. You live to tell the tale. You live another day. You learn from that experience because you spent most of the time on the bench. Did it hurt? Yes. Do you overcome the pain? Yes. Does it motivate you to work harder? Only if you have that characteristic, right? And so that is what I'm trying to get across to my players here in America. So I'm talking to the parents and I'm expressing how I just don't want to roster the player, have them on the bench, and not play them at all. Because psychologically, they have to deal with accepting that the field is right there. They can almost touch it. They can almost be on the field and run, and yet I don't play them. So my uh, way of going about it is, if I'm not going to play you, or I don't have any interest in playing you, there's other reasons, but for the point that I'm making, um, I would rather not roster you at all so that from the beginning, there's an honesty right there that says, I'm not going to play. I should not expect to play. And once you overcome that, then you're fine. Whereas if you're not going to play, but you're on the bench, on the roster, you expect that possibility to still exist. And so going from that emotional uh, moment and of expectation and then not getting it is almost worse than being told ahead of the time that this is not what you should expect, right? And so that was one issue. The players' issues that I'd like to uh, discuss, not in relation to these parents specifically, so I'll go away from that, just in general because players, I've had this issue with a lot of players. When you are in a culture where you can, let's say, soccer-wise, you can come off and go back in, right? So it's almost a sense of um, rolling subs. And you look at the um, participation aspect of it where everybody wins or everybody gets a participation medal and things like that, right? So that takes away from a competitive culture or nature. And so it could be detrimental to competition. It could be detrimental to kids' um, emotions, egos, however you may put it, if they don't get a medal, but this is where, similar to what I told the parents, I need uh, an understanding of my perspective with support. If you are developing a person, a child, a player, the outlook on things that occur is key, right? So going back to the parents, I said, if you are negative and in anger about the fact that the player is not rostered and you express that to me and you express that to your child, they will more than likely only receive a negative impact or influence out of that. But if you understand that I'm doing this for the betterment of the child and to push the child to work harder, want it more, listen more, be coachable more, execute better, and therefore be a better player, then you as a parent and me as a coach being on the same page, even when the child is angry, the child will be forced to transition into our um, energy and thought process 
which works in the long run, short term, depending on how quick and how aggressive they take action and responsibility in a better way. And that's what I believe development to be. It's a positive outlook on the negative, understanding that, okay, I made a mistake, but let me learn from it. And how can I learn from it for the betterment of the next opportunity I may get that is similar? And that is what growth means, right? It's taking a weakness and making it a strength, right? But not losing the strength at the same time. So um, when I was talking to uh, my players and I was expressing how, you know, you not being rostered is not necessarily um, a bad thing unless you only look at it as a bad thing. I also expressed that culturally, there are people, kids, players across the globe that don't get rostered or get rostered on the bench and don't play. And this is something that they don't have to experience or worry about near as much. In my opinion, does it hurt the development of American soccer? Yes, a lot compared to the rest of the world. Uh, does it give a sense of reward where it's not deserved? Yes. Does it cause the parents to have more influence than a coach? If not the same, yes. Because you can't, this is my belief, right? Or knowing. You can't reward where rewards are not deserved and still expect to have a positive impact when it comes to drive, desire, and passion towards anything. So with life being short, it could be long, yes, but with life being short, meaning us elder people will leave the younger generation, right, uh, for the most part, I don't see why we would want to express almost a dishonesty to the next generation and expect it to work for the betterment of them when they become adults too, right? When they're kids, yes, you can, you know, manipulate situations, lie, lie to kids just to give them that uh, joy in that moment. But at some point in time, you would hope that you express the truth to them to where they don't uh, become dumbfounded uh, or found in a situation where they're just caught off guard and they're wondering, well, this is not what I know. How do I deal with it? And so I, I tell my players in, in that discussion that I want to teach them the toughest lessons of life on a soccer field. And if they can overcome those lessons on a soccer field, when life hits them with those very same lessons in a realistic situation out there in the big bad world, they at least have a reference. It's not to say they'll definitely conquer, they'll know what to do, but they have a reference of similar experience that says, I've been through something like this, or I remember a time when I did this and this is what I, I did. Oh, I went through this and this is how I overcame it. And then they could at least analyze the situation that they're in now, try to relate it to that situation then, and try to apply whatever they believe or think may apply to that moment for their benefit. And what I've found in my life experiences throughout, um, you know, these challenges that I've faced in life is anytime I reference a soccer 
experience that aligns with that, I've always grown from that moment and um, developed for the better in terms of my psyche on um, how to overcome, right? And the cultural side of things when it comes to me is that I've been in a country where, or rather just part of a, um, a different mindset when it comes to the youth. For one, my parents hardly came to any of my soccer games because they had to work and many other things, right? So soccer became a me thing first. And then I had to share it with my family if it was something that I was passionate about. So I wouldn't just share any and everything um, if it was just a fly-by-night situation, right? So when by the time you share it with your family, they know that you are serious about that, right? And I had to get myself to practices with my friend from a very young age. And so that tested my commitment. It tested my commitment to the point where if I didn't want to go to practice, there was nobody who was going to force me. But when I go to practice wanting, I'm more than likely going to learn on that day a lot more because I'm wanting. I'm there with the right mindset. I want to learn. I want to absorb. I want to compete. I want to. I. It stems from me first. So if I get to a game and I don't play, I don't blame the coach. I know what I have contributed towards that. If I get to a game and my um, coach decides not to play me for one or other reason, I respect his opinion because I respect my coach. I don't go to my parents and tell them to call my coach so that, right? So this is the cultural difference uh, between international and um, being in the soccer industry in America. And then um, the whole element of um, not playing a full game, sitting on the bench. When you see the better players on the field playing and you're not even stepping on the field, it's happened many times in my life. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. That's the thing, right? It's a part of life too. And so um, those moments simply motivated me. Now, could I have just not gone to any other game because that coach is not playing me, therefore I need to go find another coach? Yes. Would I have played elsewhere? I don't know. It stems from competition, right? The competition on the field was just simply better. As a grown-up, I've learned there's politics everywhere. But at a young age, when it comes to development with the right people, you're going to have to compete. So how I looked at those situations where I would be on the bench the entire game and not get to step on the field, it was motivational. Positive outlook on life, right? Not negative. It was motivational to me. It made me want to be better than the person in my position that I had to watch. It made me want to put them on the bench so I could be on the field. But then I had to analyze what is it that they do right? What is it that they do wrong? What do I have to contribute that aligns with what they can do. Can I do what they did in this situation? Yes. Can I do what they did there? Yes. Can I do what they did there? Yes. Am I as fit as them? No. Hmm. Let me work on my fitness. So it gave me clues as well, right? They use their left foot. I don't use my left foot. Hmm. I need to start using my left foot already with a positive mindset towards competition in that situation. Culturally, you are going to learn 
and therefore want to get better because the culture forces you and doesn't adjust to you and what you want and what you're whining for or anything of that sort. So I end up developing simply because of the culture that I'm in, right? So those are just a few uh, things that I've learned or experienced and it just made me think how culture can be so important to so many things and how cultural differences need to find a way to merge, right? And that's why I said, um, with the example of the parents, I said, you trusting me in knowing what I am doing for the betterment of your uh, child is going to be key. But if you are going to allow your child to view this situation in a negative way, you're contributing negativity towards their development. And you need to be conscious of that. But I'm, I'm not going to take the blame for it because I do it with the right intention, the right mindset. I just need you to understand, accept that and appreciate it. Right. And then we work together for the sake of, you know, uh, the community. And that's how things should be is merging the cultural differences, because I believe that uh, rather I know that if America was to adjust in some of these aspects, and allow for the youth in sports and therefore the youth generally to go through these tough situations uh, at a young age in a sport and use and understand that that sport is meant to teach them life lessons, I think that America would be a very successful soccer nation. They have the facilities, they have the drive, they have the athletes, they have the size, they have, they have a lot to offer except the culture of the community within this industry in America needs a tweak here and there. And one of those to me is, you know, um, understanding the culture outside of America and relating it to the culture inside of America. And of course, not taking everything from the outside and bringing it in, but rather taking all the good from outside and bringing it in and keeping all the bad out because that'll allow for that personal identity to still exist as the American nation. And I can, I can respect that. Right? That's what America is about, their way, right? And always maintaining that. And that, that's commendable. And so um, I wanted to share this in the podcast because cultural differences could be um, viewed in so many ways. And if you are not open-minded or open to um, understanding other perspectives, you're holding yourself back more than anything else. And if you are a parent, you're holding your children back. If you are a coach, you're holding your players back. If you're a club director, you're holding your club back. If you're a boss, you're holding your employees back, right? Um, there's so many things. If you're in a relationship, you're holding your relationship back with your significant other too. So just thinking of how cultural differences can um, be a benefit, a pro, uh, instead of, you know, a con in situations, I would say um, always feel free to express who, what, and what you stand for and what you have learned from your basis of life, but also try to be open to others and accepting and trusting that there are benefits for you within other people's uh, perspectives 
right? Not opinions, perspectives. But yeah, that is something that I felt that I needed to share. As always, please share your culture in the comments. Let me know where you are from, what you believe in, what you think um, of what I had to say today, what you may have learned. And like, share, comment, subscribe, all the things. Uh, until next time, the next podcast, Coach Samza out. Lifetime, very nice, outside.